Welcome to the Rambling Podcast with Sydney Labuda. Let's spill some tea and talk some shit, am I right? <laughs> One, two, three, fuck it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rambling Pod. This is episode three. Um, I'm Sydney Labuda, as always. Um, I'm super excited for today's episode for a few reasons. One reason being the first two episodes have gotten such positive like feedback. And the second episode only came out today, which is funny how the scheduling worked out that the second episode came out today. And then the third episode is being recorded today. So it's just been going really well. So I just get like more excited. I feel like every time I'm going to record, I'm like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Like, how is this going to keep growing? Um, So today's episode is featuring a very talented and very special and knowledgeable guest. Um, I wanted to focus today on something that I feel like I'm super interested in, but I don't know like as much about it as I guess I would like to like I feel like I kind of have the bare bones and I know a lot of people like this like they know a little bit about it but not everything and I feel like today's discussion about it will be something that gives people a lot of clarity and just excites people so today's episode is going to be kind of about like astrology and charts and chart reading and just like your placements and how that can play into your relationships in life and your day-to-day personality and things that like whether listen whether you believe it to be true or you believe it not to be true I'm not trying to sit here and tell people what to think I just think it's really freaking cool and I think it's interesting and like I think maybe hearing our discussion about it can give you a little bit more of a formulated opinion. So my guest today is the smart and lovely Sam Shapiro. Hi, Sam. That was fabulous. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Sydney. Wow. So I'm very excited because I love astrology. There's not much I love more than it because of what it's done for me. And and I feel like it is the belief system of the future. And for that reason, I feel like with astrology... It's it's already there for you. The tools I feel like are already it's independent, there. Yes. Right. So you're independent, and you're working on yourself. You're getting to know yourself and the things you think about yourself, so you can be secure, so you can fulfill those things that you know are scary, or you know you're like, oh, am I this? Or it doesn't matter because it's there, and if you want to believe it, you can go with it. Yeah. And that's what I take it as, which is how it's helped me. Yeah, and I feel like also like. Let's say, and obviously we'll get into specifics, but like, let's say, you know, I'm a Leo, sun. So classified general statement, what most people go by is their sun, their birth sign, whatever. So let's say- you were born during the day. Yes. So that's good for, you know, being a Leo. I know I say a lot about you being heavy Virgo, but (laughs) I will say that because you were born in the morning, the sun was in the sky, you do- you know, embody a Leo. And okay, I think anybody cool. who knows you and anybody who put the list together or like looked at a book would be like, oh my God, Sydney is like such a Leo. Leo. Yes. You know what's so yes. funny about that? I have always felt like, and I think it's because of some of the Leo, and this kind of goes into like what I was thinking about the differentiating, like some of the other Leo women, I guess in particular, mm. um, that I have surrounded myself with in my whole, like my mom is a Leo. For example, like, Leo's get a very, which applies to me obviously, but a very like creative 
rap in a way. I love theater. I love performing. I love singing. My mom. No. (laughs) Love her. Let's keep her off the stage. But she's amazing at writing. She's amazing at cooking. She loves to come. She bakes these amazing recipes. And I feel like that's where like her outlet of maybe creativity Mm -hmm. almost comes into play. And I know that's like general, but I feel like sometimes people get confused or doubtful in astrology because they think like, oh, two plus two equals four, but it's not that simple. Like if it says one thing for a Sagittarius, it doesn't mean that every single Sagittarius is going to be the same. And furthermore, like I've learned and I know you know so much about, like there's other things in your chart. That, and I think that is the hugest thing that I say to everybody because um, the way that the West, that's what all the scholars say, oh, the West, the way they've translated astrology, it's a disservice because they only think of the sun sign. What do they mean by the West? America, England. No, but that's, that is the West too, just on it like a bigger scale because a lot of astrology didn't start here. Okay. Where astrology started was Egypt, Mesopotamia, Hellenistic period. Like this was never an American thing. This had to be brought here. I feel like that makes sense because like if you look at the more ancient studies of, I guess you could say America's uprising, which kind of inhabits a lot of its flaws. It's Mm. a lot of aggressive Christianity in some ways and like Mormonism, things that I feel like aren't as are trending out now, right? Yeah, because people we're evolving so much, especially our generation. And I that think. can be seen in the astrology. So, so I really think that the West does a disservice to astrology because the entire chart shows the facets of the entire personality of the entire psyche. Because we might be one thing, and we might be the best girlfriend, mm-hmm. but we not we might not be a very good friend. We might not be the best worker, but we're really great at our art, but we sleep too much, but we do this. That can be all found in your chart and what your chart is. So the sky was split into 12 by the Egyptians, by the Mesopotamians. They all looked up and they saw where the constellations were. So the constellations were Leo, Taurus, Gemini, and they had planet. And when the planet is in the sign, there is a connection and a symbolism that could be drawn from the two and it's an exchange interesting and that's the energy that will manifest in that facet and if it's in a house that's even deeper yeah. so then you add the house chart on top of the zodiac and the planets you see what area of life you're talking about and what planet it's in and what sign it is okay so it's kind of like almost like three different things on top of each other like Almost like gears rotating Mm -hmm, in a different way. And when things line up in a certain, I guess you could say formula, you're going to get a different output Mm -hmm. of energy. And is so is that like what people mean when they say things like, I guess like, okay, the like stupid idiot, like musical theater, like dummy in me. Like I think of in hair when they say like, what is that lyric when they're like, no, when but the that's so moon true. is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with yes. Mars, okay. the dawning so, of Aquarius, like all that stuff. Is that what that is? Yes. Okay. So the age of Aquarius is, I think, the reason why we're even here talking about astrology. What is because the age of Aquarius? The age of Aquarius is after the age of Capricorn. So the age okay. of Capricorn, I think it was when, because generational astrology, this has to do with like 
what the collective, what the populations focused on. So during the age of Capricorn, that's when religion was the center of society, money, the industrial revolution, mm. capitalism. This that was the focus of hundreds of years. So in the seventies, they were alluding to the age of Aquarius coming because that's when things like astrology, civil rights, yeah, solidarity, all these things are becoming a part of the collectives. So an age of Capricorn or an age of Aquarius, how long does that last? Is that like a full year? No. Or a decade? Now we're in like the time where we're like seeing if it's real. And I think it is because astrology wasn't something when we were kids that like people were just like talking about on TV or like no, on TikTok or yeah. it wasn't like in the mainstream market. Like you're not going to target in 2004 and finding every single zodiac oh, on a mug like, no not. way yeah it's in the center of the collective consciousness now and i think it's because or not because it's helped out by i think it makes sense that the capric the age of capricorn was dedicated to structure yeah patriarchy social structure hierarchy money and that set its own tone and it helped us and it you know I didn't even know anything like that and that makes sense yeah this might be a really simplistic way to look at it but maybe that's good for me and anyone else who might listen to this Mm -hmm. and not really Mm -hmm. get it like so I hear that and then I think about okay who are the Capricorns that I know you know what I mean they don't want to hear this and that's no for sure right they're more like I guess is the word like um focused hard-headed not hard-headed in a bad way but like focused on what's practical yeah that's that's what I mean practical rational and that's the problem that a lot of people have with Sagittarius, I have a stellium in Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. I have my sun, my moon, my Mercury, my Pluto in Sagittarius. So is your your chart is mostly that? I wouldn't say mostly. I'd say a third. A third? Okay. And like, and I have a lot of fire and a lot of masculine. Just to let's do yours. Give a little bit about myself. Maybe this will explain astrology a little bit, and maybe see how like people can see themselves this way because. I did this because I went through a breakup and I had like I knew who I was mm-hmm. but like you know you I listened to the last couple episodes you you know have exes we all do yeah so when you go through a breakup you have no idea like what you really like I didn't I don't know I spent a lot of time with my ex so yeah I you felt lose like, I guess a, a portion of your identity in a way and I like listened to music that they liked and like all the tv and I was like I really need my own thing like mm-hmm. I really need to like know who I am and I thought all these really good things about myself. But I sat and I said, I want to know myself and I want to like really be solid in it. And I just think that if I do that, it'll help me, you know, be outwardly. And that's what got you into astrology. Absolutely. That's really freaking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I took it as like, a, oh my God, let me retreat, go through this like intellectual spiritual time period of my life and really figure my shit out so i can be grounded once i had astrology and it gave me all these things that i went oh my god like i really always thought this like i can't believe that the astrology tells me that i could be an actress like that's what i meant to be like mm. i have the taurus rising i am a singer like i am a sag sun i am a sag moon i am a storyteller i am a sag mercury and I can make people laugh, and I can connect Hell with people. Yeah. It like and gave it like you that a, confidence. Yes. Yes. See, in the term of like breakups, I don't know what this has to do with like I guess my chart in a way, but mm-hmm. like anytime I've been through a breakup okay. or something traumatic in a relationship, I feel like I've always prided myself on like like I 
have never been one to necessarily like date people without some semblance of a purpose. Like no matter if the relationship ended up being completely toxic or, you know, completely wrong, regardless when I started it, I felt like there was, I was doing it for the right reasons. So I would see a relationship out truly until it's bitter end. I feel like I've always like tested everything. I've never been one to just like give up over nothing. So when a breakup happened, I was always like, positive i never ever ever i mean you know you did it also scare you to break up with somebody a little bit um a little bit a little bit of confrontational conflict and like not knowing how to like get the words out because you are breaking out of your comfort zone okay well okay yes so that's what i was gonna say like i i feel like i've always identified (laughs) with my libra like placements so much in my opinion but then maybe the leo is like that confidence where when i do go through a breakup because and I don't mean this to sound like an asshole. Mm-hmm. I've never been dumped. I've always broken up with someone. I've never been dumped either. But it's because I've no, <laughs> not like a, oh, I'm too good to be dumped. No, I'm clearly good enough to be cheated on. So it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like, I, I don't know. I've known. Like, I've yeah. been like, this is done. And sure, you're sad after your life changes. You'll cry, you'll whatever. But I've never been like, should I should I get back with them? Should like that's never been me. It's been very yeah, black and white for me, and I don't know what that means. Maybe in this gonna, regard. Well, I guess if I'm gonna sit and look at all this Virgo in your chart, I think that you're really gonna sit on something before you act on it. Mm-hmm. So you sat in a relationship and you criticized and you got pissed off to like down to the way they breathe, and then that's when you act mm-hmm. almost like you see it through you get pissed off then you get over it and then you leave yeah because that's how it's best for you yes like i feel like when i've gone through a breakup i've honestly moved on before the relationships even ended and i guess like in some ways that can be defined almost as like when people say oh like he gave me the ick you know what i mean and like then like you said it's like the way they breathe it makes you shudder but it's not like it's just been like oh it's because they chew weird no it's because like there's something fundamentally wrong in the relationship so like now i'm like over it before it's even over and you're just there's things that i mean you're a virgo so like i know a lot of virgos and they notice everything i'm a oh like my virgo rising or whatever Mercury and Virgo, so that's the way you communicate. That's okay. Virgo. Okay. And then you have Venus and Virgo. That's like the way you take pleasure. Like, mm-hmm. the, like say you like to shop and spend money. Like, which I do. Okay. Very. That's literally. Like, go I have an addiction when you shop or like say something like it's Jared's birthday. You're the one to like decorate the entire Wait, place. That's buy so every food funny they like, that you buy say every that. present. Like, yeah. You have a lot of Virgo in you, and that's I've never your even Venus. yeah. And you're communicating Virgo. So that you're communicating through gifts, through like spending your money on somebody. That's how you're going to show somebody. And that's how you're kind of expressing yourself, expressing your love is through like the qualities of a Virgo. It's very feminine. It's very, you know. Yeah. That's so funny you say that because like literally if you ask anyone, Jared, my mom, Mm -hmm. like Jojo, literally Mm -hmm. because he lives here, like. Mm -hmm. They know, like, and he's I, such a Gemini. Oh, oh my, god. my god, such a Gemini. And uh, wait, like so Andy I, Cohen. I mean, yes, exactly. I love so every Gemini I fucking meet. But that's because we're Leo and Sagittarius. Say Is that you, like a yes. thing? Yes. Okay. And I want you after today to get all of your friends and make a list. And I want you to make not a pie chart, but I want you to see what sign repeats itself. There's going to be one or two. Okay. It's a it's fucking fascinating because when I started with this, 
I put all my friends in like a little mentalist and I went, oh my God, why am I gravitating towards Leos all the time? Wait, you know what? And it's That's crazy. But honestly, one of the many ways I went, oh my God, this is real. Yeah. Sorry. Most <laughs> of my friends, if I had to think off the top of my head right mm-hmm. now, because I have talked about this with them, mm-hmm. most of my friends are Geminis and Virgos. Oh. So many, so many That's fucking Virgos. Good. So many. And Cancers too. I really fuck with mm-hmm. the Cancer. But honestly, you know what else? I fuck with Scorpios, and they get a bad rep. I kind of get yes, along with they get a bad rep, but, like, the Leos and the Sages are always going to like the ones that nobody likes. Because we have, like, we're okay enough in ourselves to like the edgy one, to like yeah, the like, fun ooh. one, or, like, the Cancers, like, the comedic, like, the bully, kind of. But, like, in the, like, harmless way. Yeah, like, we see the and good in them, maybe. people can't help that. And they oh. also, you get the nurturing side out of the Cancer. Because they're... Cancers are very picky. Yeah. my Both of my parents are cancers. Okay. And they could be as stoic as possible, but they also can, like, if they want to, you can sit and laugh with them for three hours. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, they're so picky. And there's, like, other signs. Like, Virgo's very picky. Like, they're not oh. going to show anybody who they are if they don't want to because That's they don't jarring. owe it. They That's jarring. It. I don't owe you that. Like, yeah. And he has a Sag moon. And I have a Sag moon, so I, like, it's, I, I, so I what know is, the game, you know what I mean? If you had to break down, like, what a Sagittarius moon means in, like, layman's terms, what would okay. you say? So, I think it'll help to um, talk about what the moon means in astrology oh, first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because, wait. like, you have a moon in Libra, so, like, your moon sign, so Libra comes to play in your emotions, your inner world, your reactions. So, like, your sun is your identity, what people see, so is rising. Rising is what you wear, what you bring to the table. Like, I have a Taurus rising. The way I showed up today, I showed up with food and tea. That's yeah. Very Taurian. Okay. So, the moon, no one's going to see, but you see it because you live with Jared and you're in a relationship with Jared. Mm-hmm. So, when something disappoints Jared, you see the Sag moon. Mm-hmm. When something makes Jared really happy, like a movie from his childhood, nostalgia, you see that. But that's not something that everyone's going to see. That's hidden. Right. So the moon is like what's hidden a little bit. But the more in tune you are with yourself, it'll come out. And the more accepting you are of those things. Yeah. So that's like me, I'm a Sag sun and a Sag moon. So it gets kind of foggy. Virgo versus Sag, very stark. And you can really see the contrast there. Which is interesting because they're both in his chart, like mm-hmm. as two of the main I would say and they're very similar Virgo and Sag they're both very intelligent they mm-hmm. find a lot of meaning in things but they also have that like silly like they like their you know shirts the way they like them and they like like say they have their preference of like their collections like they have their very special collections and they like to spend their money on their own unique little things like yes. that's that and when they come together it forms like a very practical like stoic artistic but like almost like I don't give a shit about it but like I really fucking do yeah. and when I do well I really fucking give a <laughs> shit and I want everyone to fucking see it okay. because I put a lot into it yeah. and I think that's the Virgo and the Sag together and I wish I had Virgo on my chart you don't I'm have any so jealous really yes oh my god it's inspiring well, I don't know if I'm wrong but I was when I was looking mine over I don't have any water in my chart right I don't either and I think is that, that helps us. Really? Okay. So, In what way would you say that like that helps? I think water signs become a victim of uh, life too much. They see themselves as life is happening to me, not the other way around, like mm. outward. Like I'm like almost going victim mentality. through. Yes. Oh. And you know, like 
I hate to say that in like such a blunt way but no but sometimes the truth hurts but yes, also but it's I'm like, a sag like I'm just gonna say that that's right. my power like that's my and place you can, in this scheme like I'm gonna be the one to say like yeah the water signs kind of see themselves as like like it's all happening to me like I'm you know they become a victim of circumstance sure. a lot easier than fire signs it, because also everything they go through they're having emotional reactions to it mm-hmm. we draw emotions from different things things that make us passionate things mm. that light us up we're not Ooh. looking for emotions through things that offend us. That's cool. Okay, you know? yeah. Or I things th- that make us sparked, but what? how productive is being sparked up about emotions? Like, yeah. It's a waste of a fire sign's time. If I was to mm-hmm. classify like where my emotional reactions come from, if I'm being completely honest, I feel like it all stems just from insecurity. And that's like, very moon and Libra. I'm, How do I feel? I don't know. Is this the right way to feel? Is this mean to other people that I feel this yes. way? Yes. No, honestly... I, but who gives a shit? I, the, the moon in Libra yeah. gives a shit. Yeah, like I feel like I've always connected so much with the Libra because like I'm mm-hmm. like a very insecure person and I don't try to wear it in the way where people almost, I feel like sometimes try to make it like cutesy. Like, Because you don't seem no. insecure at all. Well, I'm As glad it seems that way. Semi-external character yeah. in the scheme of things. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, th- okay, so that, though, I feel like it's because my insecurities. Because you're in every lead role, like, all oh. the time. And it's like, but that's your Virgo. Because, you know, Virgo, like, Beyonce, Leah Michelle, Like, sure. they're the efficient. They're the feminine. They're the one that everyone, like, wants to see in the costume. Like, that's yeah. a good thing. And they have the voice, the Leo, the courage to back it up. The moon and Libra when you go home. Yeah. Oh my God. People <laughs> like that. Yeah. Is that good? Like, you, you know, it's it's sad, like, you know, because you're critical and we're all critical. But, mm-hmm. you know, with the astrology, you can kind of like say you look into your, you know, transits or see what's going on, like on a smaller scale, not just your birth chart, like mm-hmm. what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. That kind of helps you with like those feelings because once you see it like oh you're gonna be feeling like this today because of this this and this it kind of makes you go oh okay well maybe that's not necessary and that's the whole point of astrology like going with it using it or ignoring it because like you're not ready for it yet yeah okay i respect that i think that's pretty cool and i think i think i like that about astrology too that like it's almost like free-flowing and i think i like that there's like an aesthetic to it also i think that's like super enjoyable Sometimes I think there's just this like stigma of like, oh, it's fake or oh, it's so stupid. Oh, it's made up. It's in the sky. And like, I understand like doubt in anything. Like I yeah. I doubt everything, everything. all the yeah. time. Yeah. But at the same time, like I've always said, I don't think there's any harm in astrology. Yeah. That's what I like. Like there are certain, and I'm not trying to make this a like religious or any type mm-hmm. of debate, mm-hmm. but I will say being as like, plain and simple and not offensive as possible I think that there can be a lot of harm that comes from different practices of religion organized yeah Yeah. exactly I think that there can be a lot of criticism sometimes and hurt that can come from it and I just feel like astrology doesn't hurt anyone no and I also like wanted to make sure I said this here that none of this I really take as a binary I don't go this is real this is my bible like I really don't feel that way but I feel like answers have been presented to me so many times that have made me feel so comforted and secure in such a world where that's so hard to find Mm -hmm. the second I grasped this I said it it really like I think it's real 
Yeah. And I think I think it's very real and it shows itself to be real in my life oh, all the yeah. time. Yeah. All the time. But it's not true and it's not untrue. Mm-hmm. It's not my place to say this is better than this or this is gonna like I said earlier, it's the belief system of the future because I genuinely think it is. Mm-hmm. But it's because it's not something so binary or in my opinion damning it's Mm -hmm. more about self-improvement it's not about like feeding to a central body yeah and that's the way society seems to be going so i think it's only gonna do somebody a service to even just delve a little bit you know say you're a little like oh i think this about myself and it's a really nice good thing look into your chart maybe maybe that's something that is going to carry you to what you're meant to be doing because that's what astrology is mm-hmm. it like helps give you the push you need by kind of like looking inside of yourself and like discovering why you may do something and then like how you can then in turn i guess access it in other aspects of your life yeah. is that oh does absolutely that make sense? so you have the unchangeable chart that you have when you're mm-hmm. born mm-hmm. and there's the first house second house all the way to the 12th and each is an area of life and you put your chart right on top of it and you say to yourself what's my deal with my career okay i'm going to look into my 10th house and realize that this is there and this is what that means and it's really just like if you want to see it that way an answer so i was looking into my transits at birth so that means like when a planet was conjunct a planet or a planet was opposing a planet okay. while I, when I was born and I was looking into like the meanings of them because like there's a, websites that really like will translate even something that might grow for you mm-hmm. and I had a nasty stepmom as a kid okay she was we were not friends yeah she was not cool not the and vibe. yeah no not the vibe <laughs> and I remember looking into my transits and it the first line the thing said was like predisposition to like bad stepmother energy wait what and i think i like cried a little bit not uh, in like a like sad. i was so comforted yeah i was so you felt com- validated yeah. sometimes like validation can make you feel like just so overwhelmed with emotion yeah. like it's like if you met someone and you knew they were a fucking manipulative bitch and they were putting on a front and everyone was like you're crazy you're crazy she's so cool she's so nice or he's so funny what are you talking about or no one wants to even stick up for it or address it because that's another thing and nobody believes you and then all of a sudden they prove themselves to be exactly what you said and everyone agrees with you and you almost are just like oh my god i fucking knew it yeah oh it's i feel like i was always that person i'm always i've always been that person. you have a strong intuition that and i am always a person who like doesn't like who everybody likes or like like you know what I mean like you see people you feel like you see people for exactly who they are like good bad ugly yeah and I and you either love them or you I don't want to say judge them for it oh I'm a judgmental person absolutely is that a Taurus thing a Taurus rising and a Venus and I have Capricorn in my midheaven which is a pretty overarching um placement in the sense of like a person it's Mm -hmm. like the sense of responsibility and with the sense of responsibility comes a sense of like superiority okay right yeah sure so i have that i have the sag moon so we we think we know everything and we know it the right way and it's our job to tell everybody so when i'm like oh my god this person like is so insufferable or like they're terrible and nobody wants to do anything about it it drives me literally nuts 
so nuts. I mean, I think like that, so when I saw that about my stepmom. Oh yeah. That just like I was like, okay, it's all good now. <laughs> yeah. It's I forgive because it that I don't know why it did that for me, but it did. It yeah. It just like almost gave you closure yeah. in a way. Yeah. So I have a question, like in a general like just like explanation, like my mom, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's a Leo and so am I. Mm-hmm. My birthday is August 9th. It's Her birthday karmic, is August fourth. Just so you know, like what? it's it's not rare for a daughter and a mother to share a sign. Like sometimes oh, okay. it's karmic. And we're literally five days apart. Oh, okay. Like super close. I mean, she's obviously a lot older than mm-hmm. me. <laughs> but like day, we're only five days apart. Yeah. And one of my best friends growing up who's still one of my best friends of all time, mm-hmm. she's a Leo as well. She's mm-hmm. August 5th. Anyways. Okay. So my mom though, I feel like I had this like distorted view of what a Leo was because my mom is this super... I say this with peace and love. Super, she's intense. She's she can be neurotic. She can be. I mean, she's a mom. She can be paranoid. She's a mom, whatever. But she can be very sensitive. She not sensitive in a soft way. Like when she's sensitive, she's hard. Mm. Like she's like like um, like Except tough what about you say, it. Like you yeah, and almost say like yes, and then it's like you I don't want to say use it against you because she's not mean and manipulative but like she's she's just a, aggressive Upon in those being ways provoked yeah she'll, she'll attack provoke but back. so she's a triple fire sign and then I think she even the rising would help if you don't know the moon I think what it is is it's double Leo and an Aries I think <sighs> right so I think her Aries though I think is her she dressed well yeah she dresses okay. great yeah. um well she yeah works out every single day every yeah. single morning yep. she's super fit yeah she eats super good very judgmental on yep. her appearance like you know jared's sister is a leo best thing and isn't she a nutritionist yes jared's sister is also a leo she's okay. a nutritionist and so my mom she just she's like double leo aries whereas i'm a leo son and i have always felt like in a respectful way i'm very different from her and mm. um so maybe she's more of the leo than you are Right, so that's what I mean, like, because then I have, like, this Libra, and I have this Virgo in my big three, it's, like, earth, fire, air, it's, like, such a, is it, is it weird to call it, like, a blend or a balance, or? Oh, absolutely, well, any chart is multifaceted and a blend, so, yeah, while it's a blend, I think Virgo is really considerable here, Mm -hmm. and I think, um, when I had this open the other day, a lot of this, like, stood out for me, for you. Okay. What a Virgo really like means. So altruism and honesty. Yeah. You have a sense of what's right, what's wrong. I have been told that I'm too rational. Hmm. Well, that's the Libra moon. You think, okay. you know, you're, you know, you're going to consider yeah. what's right until it, you know, it's right. Yeah. Honesty. I, I will, and I don't want, I feel bad saying these things because I don't want to mm-hmm. sound like I'm boosting myself or being cocky. But this cocky. is astrology and you have to just leave it at this. Yeah. There is a yin and there's a yang to everything. Yeah. And whether you're choosing to ex- talk about the yin or the yang at the time, that's fine. Yeah. You're not stroking your ego or beating yourself up. You're explaining a manifestation of an energy. Well, so I do feel like I am very honest. Like, I I don't feel comfortable lying. I mean, like, if mm-hmm. I have to lie for, like, a surprise party or some shit like that, obviously I'll yeah. fucking do it. Like, yeah. I'll make up a whole backstory. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, like, a, like, I don't know. I don't think I have the guts to cheat on someone or mm. to lie to a best friend mm. like because you're reliable too yeah i just like you i don't want, think i could stomach it yeah. yeah yeah and that too i want people to like 
know they can trust me. And almost, this is going to sound like a little crazy, but even through Tease Day, I feel mm. like I've gained such a trust from people. Like, I don't know. Like, I'd like to think in a way, like, not just anyone could have people wanting to hear your opinion. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I absolutely. And I think that what your Leo does is draws people in. Okay. And what your Virgo may do or your Libra may do is keep them there. The Libra keeps them there. The friendliness. Yeah. The dedication. Because from what I see, you don't really change up. Right? No. I don't think I, you change up on things or people. No, not really. And I'm I'm it makes me happy to know that you feel that way because I feel like I'm a pretty consistent person. Yeah. Or I'd like to think I am. Like I'd I'd like to think I'm not necessarily a personality shapeshifter or anything like that. Like I'd like to And that's okay. I mean we all change and evolve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I'm not against that. Like and in the style chart, changes, whatever. But. Sometimes certain placements are gonna show. Mm-hmm. When you show up to a dinner party and you know two people, your rising's gonna show. Yeah. When you're at home with JoJo, Jared, Danielle, and you know your best friends, like your Libra's gonna show, your Virgo, Venus is gonna show because you're doing is your pleasure. You're doing what makes your inner world comfortable yeah. and happy. And especially with Libra, oh my God, they're so friend oriented mm-hmm. that they don't want to be alone. Oh my God, they can't be alone. Yeah. But Virgos, they kind of do. So you through the chart you're really just looking at the many manifestations of this part of your personality this 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 because it's not just one thing that's why i really think that people when they look at the sun sign that's where they really get it wrong yeah and it's that's the that's what i feel situation with american astrology and i'm always critical of all things like typical and like you know like oh i don't want to like think the way all Americans think like I want to do things like differently yeah unique and I think you're like progressive yeah I I feel like I am and with this I feel like it also showed me like how deep everybody is Mm -hmm. and how many types of people and archetypes many like we all have in ourselves right we're all not just one way no we change all the time through time as well different placements come out and you know, you have things called progressions. Like, you have a progress chart. So, like, when we're a certain age, like, our Saturn return will happen. And that's when, like, we learn lessons in life. And, like, through the ages, like, certain things are going to be relevant in our self-discovery. And I think through every single planet, like, that symbolism, it, it gives us these answers. And it's fascinating. And I think that's, like, that's just it. It's, like, that draw towards, like, an understanding that you can't just think of on your own, I guess. Like you have well, you can, to study. But you don't want to believe it. Yeah, or you don't even that's get okay. it. Like you're following an instinct, but you don't really know what it means. Yeah. I guess. Like yeah. I know I'm, you know, like I know I'm a shopaholic and I know I'm a creative thinker and I know I'm an insecure person. I know these things about myself, mm-hmm. but maybe I don't know why. And like, mm. yeah, there's certain things that you can tie it to, like triggering events. Like mm-hmm. maybe there's a person from oh, your childhood yes. that made you yes. insecure. Maybe there was... And that's all conjunct with things like talk therapy. Like yeah. that is like a ornament on the tree of self-discovery mm-hmm. is astrology. And you always put it with things like managing your triggers and yeah. self-care and stuff like that I think it all fits perfectly and for artists especially we need that I think in this day and age people look to the wrong things for like a personality or for identity and with this I feel like 
I have such a unique and like good grasp of my identity and I feel separate from mm-hmm. others in a way where I love it and I can do a duty to everybody else because I'm so happy with my separateness. Yeah. Does that make sense? Plus you have like this cool understanding that not a lot of people have. Like literally one of the the first time, okay, so the first time we interacted about astrology was at a rehearsal when we were in Legally Blonde and you had this cool fucking book. You had this mm. big book and you were explaining things to people. Like I remember even Jared who literally doesn't That's when I was know. starting too. Yeah. So it's interesting that's when we met because that's when yeah. I was like, bonkers about yeah. it. That's all I thought about it yeah. every day. And like people were going up to you and like people who knew nothing about it or knew some things about it or whatever and mm-hmm. you were explaining things. That was the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing was like probably like a year ago maybe. I remember, mm-hmm. do you remember on Instagram when you like posted something about like chart, either you posted something about chart reading oh, yes. or I posted something from my co-star and mm-hmm. you responded and yes. we just started talking and mm-hmm. you like read me for filth. And I loved it. Not in a bad way. No, but we like want to hear it. things no, about ourselves. I like. Like, I like being talked about and I want to hear it. Like, yeah. And it's so great to hear it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And now like, like here we are. Like it's like the relationship is progressing and like through this just like Because cool you fucking have a thing. Neptune Aquarius. That's so I talked to an astrologer a okay. few times. Her name is Joanne. Joanne Wolf. And okay. she is, oh my God, 10 times better than me and 10 times more knowledgeable than me I'm a little baby I'm sure she's just experienced yes exactly and that's okay so you have something that I have which is your Uranus is an Aquarius okay so she told me that while I have my sun and my moon and my mercury and all these things that or my north node and Leo as well that put me towards like a singer a performer a like that type of world path these outer planets like Uranus and Aquarius, that symbolizes a sense for the abstract. Okay. So it's so poetic that we're here doing this because you're a Leo. So the Leo's job is to bring the Sag out of their kind of shadow because they have the knowledge but not the courage. So the Leo takes the Sag out through their love or your new love and interest of astrology. Yeah. So that's the way our... Uranus and Aquarius conjuncted and connected us. So, like, do you think, like, me having a... And I'm going to say I'm gonna say this the funny way just because yeah. it's the way I'm comfortable saying it. My like it. Uranus. <laughs> my Uranus and Astrology... Wait, is, I see Uranus. Wait, is it Uranus or Uranus? Is Uranus a Long Island thing? <laughs> or, so, like... <laughs> I think... It's got to be Uranus. There's no way it's fucking called Uranus. Like, so There's I no listened way. to this guy, Chris Brennan, on... Um, Spotify he has something called the astrology podcast Which he's a Virgo okay he would I I think he wouldn't be caught dead saying Uranus okay but he's probably right then like you could realistically learn the right way to say anything on like Google every sign there's one embodiment and another embodiment yeah so okay take with that what you will two people because you know like for example me and my brother are both Sagittarius my poor parents (laughs) but we're so different yeah and it's not just me who says it, because we're. And it's true that like I'm not saying I'm the good part and he's the <laughs> bad part, and also the rest of our chart. He is a well, lot of yeah. Capricorn. I don't. I have Capricorn in ways that advantage me in my pocket mm-hmm. and in my career. I don't have Capricorn in my head or in my heart. Interesting. He does. So, do you think like going back to what we were saying about Uranus and Aquarius? Mm. <laughs> do you think like 
um, I guess that like comfortability that maybe I have in, you know, talking to people like, for example, like does that starting a podcast, things like that, like something that people have told me multiple times is that I'm a lot of people's comfort person. Mm, you a healer. Know what I mean? like, yeah, like yeah. if someone, let's say someone is at a party. Mm-hmm. Let's say we're at a party mm-hmm. and someone's having like, they're just a little anxious. They feel a little mm-hmm. awkward. Like people have told me that they'll feel comfortable just like coming to me and like hanging with me, talking with me. And how do you deal with it? Humor? Um, I just, the Virgo's the comedian as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely... Uh, Oh my god, I feel like I sound like such a fucking asshole. No, but if you had me sit but, down and explain my chart, yeah, I would yeah. sound like the biggest narcissist. I swear to God, okay. Sydney, please. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like I'm pretty. Um, people tell me I'm pretty funny. Yeah, like I think I'm pretty. Dave Chappelle's a Virgo. Okay, Pete yeah. Davidson is a Virgo. I fucking love if you Pete Davidson. Threw all the comedians at a wall. Or if you took all the singer, like, oh my yeah. God, did you ever do the Sagittarius singers thing? I'll do no. that after the Virgo okay. comedians. So if I had a list of all the comedians, it'd be like, I think I remember Dave Chappelle and Pete Davidson. That's two. Two big ones. Yeah. I mean, two's not enough, but if, you know. No, I understand. I think saying. it is considerable. I'm sure you could research and like find a lot the more. The Sagittarius list is pretty stacked. And I think I. For singers? For just entertainers, prominent people. So you have Nicki Minaj, oh. Britney Spears. Oh my God. You have um, Jake Gyllenhaal. You have like bigger ideas like Winston Churchill. Like, oh wow! You'll never forget. No, you no, know, you'll of never course. forget that name. Of course. Uh, John Stewart. So he's like an actor and a politician. So like you have the creative, silly, funny side, but like Sagittarius has that like altruistic side or like that justice-oriented side that like you kind of can put onto every single archetype that they have like one side and another side. And yeah. I think with you, your Virgo side definitely is embodied, but you are more comfortable with these things about yourself. So you are going to lean into every pretty much part of your chart. Yeah. The more comfortable you are with these things and your Neptune and Aquarius, just to reiterate that makes you predisposed to have an understanding of abstract things and, be a healer through these things through comedy like mm-hmm. and it's funny that like sometimes you're like oh like I don't want to think these things because that's how I felt yeah that's exactly how I felt well I think and... no one wants to sound unless you truly are a narcissist I suppose mm-hmm. you don't want to sound like a narcissist but a narcissist isn't going to question that know. it's okay yeah like, oh you're my, right they're not going to go oh my god I'm so I have such a ego problem because I'm like spending this time like um, blowing smoke up my ass because that's how you know some people can mm-hmm. portray astrology so i, I have a question say. because i'm lo- okay so i'm looking at a list right now yeah. well ted bundy sagittarius yeah. classic charming yeah you know how I'm a very charming, that was like his yeah, thing that's why like they use zach efron like mm-hmm. for the movie because he i mean they kind of also look alike like but yeah, but the point was that, that he was handsome yes and that chart like it's sad that that's how people are but you're almost disarmed by somebody's handsomeness or disarmed by their charm. Yeah. That's just the way society is. So you know? next, though, Jeffrey Dahmer, who's obviously like mm. been talked about a lot lately because of the show, Jeffrey Dahmer was a Gemini. Okay. So, like, um, so my thing with Geminis are they don't have an altruistic bone like a water sign would in the sense that they don't feel the need or like responsibility to help people or like be 
you know there for people like that's not their job in life their job in life is to attain information and like kind of make their situation better because Gemini's have terrible luck Mm -hmm. like they are so focused on like being distracted from their situation and getting out of it that they really don't have time to be like oh my god like your problems are this like here's a solution and I'm here for you and like I'm it's not their job to be comforting to people like it's their job to just like feed into their fixations and to comfort them and that's we all have that manifestation but for Gemini's I think that they just lack that emotional intelligence and I think that's why maybe Jeffrey Dahmer like didn't look at these people and be like they're a person with you know a family and like they don't think about what it really means to end life in the way that maybe like a Scorpio would so that's why it might be easier for like I guess a Gemini in a way. Not saying if you're a Gemini, you're a serial killer. And that's killer, all this stuff. But like, and if I feel like I'm, I'm at the point, honestly, where I'm frustrated with people like that. If I, if I'm around someone who's like thinks of astrology and binaries like that, you're just like, nah, it's, it's, it's just not, not even it. worth it. Yeah. talking about it with you because it's, it's just not how astrology is. Because this whole list, legitimately, and I looked up like a long list, so it wasn't one with just like four I'm popular for, ones. Um, Brian Colbert. I'm very interested Brian in seeing his. I don't even know who that is. That that's the Idaho murderer. Oh oh yeah. oh oh my god! Yeah. Yes, wait, <gasps> wait. That thing wait. has been so, and I'm dying to know. So I'm gonna so, lock. Wait, also, the guy who just the guy in Massachusetts. Oh my god! Who what was murdered his, name? his wife? Yeah, and they and found then, all his Google searches. Hold on, wait. I'm he was know. probably something stupid like. Because this whole list, just so you know, the, the one that I initially looked sign. at. Yeah. This whole list, there's not anything on here, but. Sagittarius, Gemini, Virgo, and Pisces. Yes. That's it. It's those four. Wait, Virgos what was that think they can name? get away with it. That's why Virgos do it. They think that they're smart enough and plan enough to get away with it. A Sag just gets so mad and fiery and they do it and then they go, oh my fucking God. Yeah. I just did that. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, what was Gemini's that guy's name? Brian what? Brian Koberger. If I had to guess, I feel like Brian had to have been like an earth sign. Like a Capricorn or a Taurus. Because I feel like he did this in like a very flirtatious way almost. Like he went after women. He was very like lurky in the shadows. Very like, it was very sensory. Like I feel like they were very pretty young girls and he was kind of like non-aggressive. And he Don't you feel like that's kind of like how Ted Bundy was though? In a way? He didn't, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think. Wait, I have his birthday. Brian Koberger? Mm-hmm. No way. Brian Koberger's birthday is November 21st. Were you right? What'd you say? You said... So, no, I wasn't right. I said Taurus because I, I, I feel, feel like he really educated himself and planned it and made, like, a long-term plan for this, I so feel. what is that, Scorpio? But November is leaning towards Sagittarius, but it might not be exactly yet. It, the whole thing is so fucked. It's actually, like, I'm locking my doors triple now because of that, and I no, live in New York. Like, literally so, and that guy so um november 20 okay so Saj. he's in 20 degrees scorpio so he's towards the end of scorpio which okay so that's like the creepy lurky stalkery jealousy possessive so he pretty much probably went through this whole like fascination plan like he felt he was entitled to these girls but he must have went through a lot of rejection and he has a lot of like inner issues that like didn't let him like find women the normal way got it i wonder what the guy 
Massachusetts. Oh, he. Oh my God, that thing was hysterical. Isn't that fucking awful? Hysterical in the way that he really sat there for more than four hours and like oh Googled how to do this. Leo. Who? Brian Walsh. The guy who. So the Massachusetts murderer birthday. He's a Leo. Okay. He's August, and then the Idaho murderer. He is a Scorpio. Mm. So Leo, who's like the ballsy courageousness, like this is what's going to do me justice. He probably tolerated something, whether it's like valid or not. He probably tolerated some type of inconvenience from his wife mm-hmm. for a long enough time. In and his own eyes. had the courage to change the situation for himself. And like normal people like you and I, it's not really a courage thing, but you can kind of spin it like he had the balls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To kill his wife. Yeah. Dismember her and get rid of her. And look it all up on how to do it. Yeah. That's ballsy. Yeah. So. Ballsy and stupid. Pretty Leo-y. Yeah. Pretty courageous. Damn. So now if you were to, because when we were texting, you mm-hmm. were like saying some things about like the, almost like the compatibility between me and Jared. And oh, okay. you read it in sure. our chart. So sure. could you now basically just like taking our charts, I guess, couldn't you like explain that? Yeah, and like, absolutely. Because I think that's another thing that people are super curious about. Like, yeah, what the so, chart means, what it means. And also, what's your opinion on CoStar? Do you like it? Do you use it? Because um, I feel like that's like a super accessible way that people can learn about this. And I agree. So when I'm not feeling self-righteous, I'm like, CoStar is great. Mm-hmm. CoStar is accessible. There's nothing wrong with accessible. Yeah. And not every you're, you can't expect everybody to look into their transits. Everyone to look into every single facet of what's going on in their chart. So I think CoStar is the most digestible way to really get a grasp. And that's how I started. Yeah. That really like it lays out your planets. It lays out the houses. There's some things that are missing like Chiron, which is like your wound in life. That's not oh. on. Yeah. So like I have yours here. Yours okay. is in Libra. Oh, okay. So like your wound in life like could mean like maybe like you won't, you don't speak up for things. So maybe you miss out on like certain things like you wanted or like, yeah. you know, situations maybe haven't gone your way because you haven't spoke up or, yeah. you know, that for could, sure. like, that's just like a speculation, but that's what no, Chiron that's, would be. It's pretty, pretty accurate. Okay. So I don't like handle confrontation well. So the thing with, um, Sinistries, that's what it's called. S Y N A S T R Y. So that's when, so I would take your chart, so remember the circle, mm-hmm. and I would take Jared's chart as the circle, and I would do what I did before. And you see what lives together and what opposes each other, what is diagonal each other, what forms a triangle with each other, and that all symbolizes different energy exchanges. So like a conjunct means that one side and one side, they're like perfectly across Mm -hmm. and the energy is like, like it's like for the listeners, like it's like almost like one of those radio waves that's smoothly going together and it's transferring. But if you have like, it's opposed, then it kind of causes issues and it causes blocks and it doesn't let one of the energies manifest Mm -hmm. the way you'd want it to. So with Jared and you, something I saw, Jared is a Virgo. Your multiple planets of yours are Virgo. So your Mercury, so your style of communication, your humor, your Venus, so your love, pleasure, taste, 
your north node so like your path in life your destiny what you're like what you're doing here Mm -hmm. on the grand scale yeah that's in virgo as well so that all aligns with jared's identity and place in the world that fits yeah so you guys don't argue about like these big things no yeah we honestly are pretty chill about i feel like like I had something on Tuesday this week where someone was talking about the taboo discussion between partners about splitting things economically when you live together. And I was like, that's not something me and Jared literally even ever thought about. We just kind of, it was instinct. Like big picture things were pretty much like, we're pretty much, yeah, it's easy. Like moving in. Because you want it to just happen. Yeah. And you want it to happen easily. And that's, that doesn't make you lazy. That makes you a Libra moon and a Sagittarius moon. You guys just would rather be comfortable and you are fair in your own mind. You don't need to ask each other to be fair. It's mm-hmm. natural. So that's yeah. why maybe you felt like, because that, did you see my face? I went, yeah, you were are like, you serious? Why? Yeah. Because like my boyfriend's a Pisces and I'm a Sagittarius. Like the Sag is very generous. And like the Pisces, if they're in love with somebody, like they don't really care. They just like want them to be happy. So like, yeah. it's not something that like we're going to fight about, like, or you're going to like make a big deal about because mm-hmm. it's just not something that's, that important to you but like for a Capricorn or a Virgo or a Taurus like I had Taurus friends that would nickel and dime you at the table like and you just say to yourself oh my god like never again so there's yeah and that's another thing with astrology like preventative astrology almost like interpersonal preventative like it helps you in work it helps you in like school like probably will help me at cap if I ever needed it yeah. you know everybody's chart in a room you know how to work the room Ooh, yeah okay it gives you like a leg up and things it does. that people aren't thinking about 100 and, and you know what you're gonna get out of people and you know what to do to people to get what you want out of them mm-hmm. and that can be put as manipulative or you could put it as strategic yeah so with you and jared and like i said you're putting literally his chart that circle like you've seen it before yeah and anybody can find this. Like, say you go to astroseek.com, you go to justastrologythings.com, you look it up on the Google search bar. If you know your information, you can find your birth chart. I'm pretty sure on that CoStar, easy. too, when you click chart, oh, they too. give you an option. There's, they, It literally says circle. Like, if oh, you click yes. it, it gives it to you that way. Okay. So, putting your circle with Jared's circle, mixing circles, Ooh. making a Venn diagram out of Jared and Sydney... So one thing I wanted to say, which was interesting about you and Jared too. So his Mercury, Jupiter, and Mars is in Libra. So not just like the Mars and Libra for the two of you thing I said before, yeah. which is like your creative and yeah. where you met. His communication style and his like desire to learn and grow as a person really is compatible with your inner world and it comforts you Mm. and it's not a threat to you his outer planets are in capricorn sagittarius and scorpio but all the important stuff aquarius virgo libra air and earth he's grounded he's stable and with that venus and leo he treats you right he has that language of gift giving he you know he spoils you he you know shows you with grand gestures and that's i you know what i like to do it for myself i yes, think and i was just thinking that i yeah. said you don't want people buying you things because nope. you'd rather buy it yourself 100 you percent. know what you like like I, exactly that i have my own taste and additionally i think it's so much more rewarding to be like 
oh, I bought myself this like Chanel bag. No one bought it for me. I I bought it for myself. Oh, yeah. Do you think that the importance and compatibility in a chart like can be broken? Do you think it's something where people can kind of like break the bounds of it? Like maybe it's something where someone's chart and their partner's chart shows them to be totally opposite, not compatible. Like you're saying me and Jared have compatible things. Let's Mm -hmm. say we had none. Do you think it's things that we could try to be aware of and fight through or it's something that would eventually catch up to us? Um, I think that everything that exists in a chart or like furthermore on like if you're comparing two together for compatibility I think knowing the existence of something you're predisposed to can't hurt you at all and maybe could help you prevent something happening and also if there's like something you don't like like I'm a Sagittarius and every time I look at like a Pisces and a Sagittarius's compatibility it's not I hear a lot like oh it's not gonna work it's not gonna work it's not gonna work and a lot of times you go oh like Sagittarius and Pisces are very different I mean water and fire Mm -hmm. there's a huge contrast there but I think like I said before with the moon and all the planets you're always gonna find something that you can connect somebody with yeah and you know with maybe things that are in our charts that we don't like we can maybe be educated about those things and try to work on them or try to fix them so they don't end up biting us in the ass or being the reason why our relationship fails so definitely the awareness of that energy being present could be you know preventative do you think it's like a good idea for people who like might be listening to this and they might be curious like to let's say look up like celebrities that have the same sign as me celebrities that have the opposite sign as me not just for the sense of like people that are the same as you but like even the people that maybe you look up to maybe there's people that you find influential in a way and they don't have the same sign as you but it might be other things in their chart or it might be something in your chart that's drawn to certain things you're drawn to creativity you're drawn to intelligence you're drawn to drawn to humor and you find that you like a certain type of person who maybe is a certain type of sign and that's huge it's a huge part of the way i use astrology is Mm -hmm. i know what to expect out of the signs and it's not something that i'm going to be vocal about but it's something that i'm doing in my head to you know make the outcome work best for me and the other person not to waste people's time i'm curious how like this knowledge you have and these almost like these instincts that you have um if any of it will kind of like prevail and see itself in the way you like react to some of the drama that you mm. hear in the Tuesday. Probably, and I probably like just with anything, I always wonder what someone's sign is. Yeah, I of always course. Wonder, so. Well, that'll be the big question you can't answer. Like, that's such a blank thing. Yeah. We'll see. Okay, so do you have you ever watched the Tuesday lives? Oh, yes. Okay, cool. So you get the drill. It's mm-hmm. going to be the same, but now you're going to be here as a co host. Mm-hmm. So instead of me just sitting on my bed, talking to a screen, we get to talk about these things. Um, and with, you know, your knowledge, I feel like maybe you'll have a different emotional, like, intelligence about people's feelings than, like, Aww. I'm capable of knowing. That's nice. Yeah. So this person said, I've been in a bout of self-loathing recently, and I'm really trying to work my way out of it. So I feel like this is something that everyone's a victim to. There's no way that one person, no matter how happy you are, can, like, not be triggered by at least, maybe it's a comment, maybe it's something a memory maybe it's an interaction you have like something's gonna trigger like a sadness in you and like I'm 
I literally feel like I'm literally the Grinch. I'm like always self-loathing. Like or easily triggered. I feel like for I'm sure. like I'm the type of person that comments are a huge thing oh, they for me. Fucking kill I could have me. the best morning and show up to work and my boss can say something that I think is nasty and deprives me of my joy mm-hmm. and it sends it me it. into a self-loathing spiral. Yeah. It's amazing. It's crazy. Like someone could <laughs> say something and it will make me think of I'll think about it for weeks. I'm not even kidding. It'll oh, yeah. affect my like or ten years from now. You don't oh. even know why it comes up and you're like, oh, there that was... thing I posted on Facebook in twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm gonna die now. And it's so it's so funny. When I, exactly I was talking about when I was in um I wanna say I was in third grade. Oh my god. This girl isn't that, isn't <laughs> oh that sentence already fucked up? It it get it gets oh worse. This girl told me that my legs looked fat in the sweatpants I was wearing. And that I shouldn't wear sweatpants that look like that. And granted, like, they're kind of out of style anyways. They're kind of ugly. But they were, like, those sweatpants were, like, the best way to describe them is, like, Aeropostel sweatpants. With like cuff on the bottom? No, they had no cuff. They had, like, an elastic waistband. And then they were, like, straight all the way down. And okay. people would wear them with, like, Osiris's and, like, stupid shit like that. I, I've cute. never in my life <laughs> worn that style sweatpants again. To this day, I won't buy them. Because I see those sweatpants. Let's say they come back in style and I go to Aerie. I'll automatically go for the joggers. I will never buy those sweatpants because I look at them and a memory is jogged. But now my question is like, how do we find our way out of it? Because this person is saying like, I need to make my way out of this. Well, I think you need to ground yourself in what you know to be true and you know you love. So I think instead of spending your time um, thinking and spending time and energy on the loathing cycle, which is, you know, the overthinking and the making lists of everything you're not doing at the moment and everything that everyone else is doing in the moment and this comparison game instead of all that, because it literally does nothing for you except for make you feel worse. Mm -hmm. Separate yourself, go somewhere you feel safe, comfortable, and you need to take steps to ground yourself, such as writing things that you love and that no one can change about you writing things you're grateful for, writing yourself a note, like basically just like a love note to yourself yeah, or yeah. sitting down and like having an inter like a f- mock interview where someone's asking you like how you got to the place you got. Mm-hmm. And there's a documentary called the secret. And I think, Oh that, my God, I've heard so much about that. Have you seen and the, it? No, oh, I've never pulled the trigger on watching it. Very good <gasps> service. Cause like I was saying before. I heard people say it literally changed made, made the way cry. they live their life. It made me cry because it, for a long time, and I think a lot of um, people who want to be on Broadway feel this way. They feel this undying visualization in their head that this is something that like they're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And you hear yourself saying every day and you, you know, you get yourself so into this idea, but like sometimes you just... You know, you get told, oh, you got to want it enough or this enough or this and enough. And you're like, I do, I do. Yeah. Like, but it, okay, so when I was watching The Secret, I remember being so comforted by the fact that sitting and visualizing my future is doing me a service and sitting and thinking these good things about myself and sitting and imagining myself as who I want to be and not criticizing and not making bad lists, but being <laughs> present in what's good is what get you out of these patterns and I think if you're self-loathing you're not seeing 
reality because For sure. we all have things in our life that keep us here. And I think whenever I feel like I'm ripped off my path of like peace, happiness, abundance, and you know, just joy, cause I can emulate that, but it, it can be taken away very easily unless I get that grasp really quick, ground myself. Even if I'm like five, four, three, two, one. And I take a deep breath and I just de-escalate. You need to get out of the land of what ifs because they're mm-hmm. not real and you need to ground yourself. So what we're saying to you essentially is like, you need to kind of, like Sam has said, you need to ground yourself. You need to find what brings you joy and find the things about you that you're not hyper fixating on that might not even be real that you're disliking about yourself right now. And do things that spark joy and like it will snowball into a good attitude instead of whatever has sparked negativity and now has snowballed you here. Oh, this one I feel like you're going to love. Like, this is going to make you happy. This person said, I hit six figures my first year of running my own business, and I'm really proud of myself. Wow. That's so Is exciting. it who I think it is? Um, don't say their name, but I think you probably, yeah, I think 100%. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think that it is who you really think happy. it is. Um, that means you I, you're crying. Really yeah, but in a good way. Wow. Because isn't that such like a fucking... She, they were very nervous. Yeah, well, I couldn't... I mean... Sam, when I tell you I've been talking about starting a podcast since probably quarantine and I haven't pulled the right, plug heard because of my fucking anxiety and insecurities and like just I my lack of aggressiveness. I've been wanting to do shows nonstop since I graduated college. I've oh. been in one and it's Legally Blonde. Well, no, that oh. was. Oh, you were still in college. That was like my like step back in mm-hmm. after I like wrote it off. But I love that. I love seeing things like that because it obviously makes me really happy. That's what, makes that's me, what, that's what I think of with that. Like, yeah, you, sh- this person had an idea and they had something that they wanted out of their life. And it the potential is there the whole time. And mm-hmm. I think it wasn't and it's not astrology that helps and it's not that it's the answer. But the fact that that news came from something like a reading and I'm not like I said it's not because I know why, that you but I but do know that you in particular I'm read this person I'm so excited and because to this person that. told me about so your shocked. conversation yeah that's yeah. unreal yeah congratulations Seriously. oh fuck yeah congratulations oh my god that's amazing that's an achievement I can't even imagine what happened to me because it's and just that's the so first out of year and that's the first year like it can only go up it literally can only go up so imagine going up from that and they told me when you had your, like, discussion. And I remember mm-hmm. it was around, like, a pivotal time for their career. And I was like, mm-hmm. just, I was like, I take remember. it as a sign. Like, you already have the tools. You already have the confidence. Um, wow. But, yeah, I know. That's How great awesome. news. Congratulations. Oh, thanks for picking that one, Sydney. Right? I knew oh, you were going to like it. great. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now on a messier note. <laughs> this Good. Is like, there's always a little bit of a messiness. Okay. And it's, you know, it brings joy. But there's resolution to be found in mess. Um, this person said... Getting back together with a friends with benefit that dropped me because they got into a relationship. You know. I hate this. I have to say. I'm not, and I don't mean it in a judgmental way. I just don't like it because the way I see it is the first time you, okay, I'm saying this in a way that this was this person's perspective and Mm -hmm. I don't mean it to be negative, but Mm -hmm. I mean it because I want better for this person because everyone deserves the best. This your person, position in the situation. For sure. And yeah. listen, unless you're just trying to have sex and like fuck around and do whatever you want and hook up, if you just want to hook up and like have a good time and you have no emotional attachment, fine. Uh, do your thing. But this is the way I see it. 
this person didn't make you a priority enough to date you in the first place. And then they didn't make you a priority enough when they got into a relationship with someone else. Obviously, they dropped you because, you know, kudos to them, I guess, for not cheating with the friends with benefit. Yeah. But now, (laughs) right, the bare minimum. But now they're single again. So they're kind of just like, oh, you're you're still available for me to fuck around with. So they're running back. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I feel like you think you're getting what you want, and you are getting what you want. So I'm happy uh-huh. for you. Okay. Because you're getting what you want, and your ego is getting rubbed a little bit. True, true. But but maybe not in all think of the... think of the entire... Like the outcomes. The inner workings of a person's mind and what could be going through said person's mind mm-hmm. at this moment. Right. And where you could be in that right. sector. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, again, if you are just looking to hook up and this person fulfills that and you don't give a fuck, then honestly, fine. I then it seems like they have an attachment, though. That's what I'm saying. So like, maybe, you've gone back now twice. Like, if you think that something's going to come out of it, maybe scale back. But if Yeah, don't keep going fun, about it this way. Have a good time. Because going about <laughs> it this way, listen, if you're trying to have fun, do your thing. Live your best. We support you. But don't fall in love with the Jersey Shore. Don't. Don't do it. Yeah. Because I just <laughs> I just think, like, this person clearly, like, when you were friends with benefiting the first time, it didn't provoke them to want a relationship. In fact, it pushed them in a different direction. So if that's something mm. that you feel like you might have an attachment and you could want more, you clearly can't keep doing it this way. You have to pull away. And maybe if that's what they want, then you better say it now. Yeah, be fucking that's, honest. Seems to, I mean, just the type of person I am. If I was doing what you're doing, that would be all right because I was happy, but I don't think I'd be able to, like, do it without knowing what this person really feels. Just protect yourself. Protect yourself. Be safe. (laughs) And know that Tuesday is literally always here. Good, Mm -hmm. bad, ugly. Just let it out. Yeah. Free therapy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. This one makes me very sad. It's something that I have been through before. It's something that I can unfortunately Mm. connect with. But this person said, found out my boyfriend has been cheating on me since October and I have all the evidence. You must be Men fucking suck. (laughs) No, they really do. They don't think about what they're doing. Oh my God. It's just so selfish. And And you know what? It's (sighs) nice when you have the evidence, I guess, because there's no way out for the other person, but it hurts. I wonder what that means. I'm such a nosy person. I'm like now like, oh my God, how did you find this evidence? What did you do? It could be text messages. It could be, or maybe like, um, maybe the person that they were cheating with said something or maybe a friend of someone. Because like when I have found out that I've been cheated on, it was either through a friend of mine who found out and then I got text messages or a friend of mine who, like, was also a friend of, like, not the person I was dating, the person who was, like, cheat, the mm-hmm. cheaty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were being told information and they they told me. Yeah. Like, it was always through a third party. I've oh never God. been told by my significant other, like, I'm sorry I cheated on you, so I can't imagine what that's like. I don't know which way's like. worse to find out, but... I would um, have to imagine the better way would be if your partner tells you. Because you know what it yeah. says if your partner tells you? They thought about it, maybe, and they know it's wrong. They know it's wrong. I'm not, and I'm not saying that there's a good yeah, outcome, but yeah. they know it's wrong. They truthfully mm. regret it. They truth, yeah. they what they're saying to you, they mean when they say, "I would never do that again." Whatever they yeah. could potentially mean it because 
they had the balls to tell you and know that you could dump them on the spot. Yeah. But if you hear it from someone else and you know that they didn't tell you, it's either because I think regardless, they didn't want your reaction. They didn't want to risk it. But yeah. at the same time, how do you trust them that they're never going to do it again? You, you don't, don't have, have to. to. But then it makes it harder. So I guess that would be the worst way. <clears throat> Start the disconnection process because a relationship is a biological connection. So the quicker you get that biology gone, you're so right. The quicker look at it as science. You'll be okay. And you know what? Breakups are catalysts for change and for Ooh. hotness. So lean into yeah. it. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Do something. Every single time you feel sad about this person, do something to make yourself feel good about yourself and to make. This is so and cliche. think about your place in the story. Yeah. Oh, you don't have yeah. the bad place in the no, story. No, you have the good place. You. This is why you have... All right. This is the only good thing that comes from being cheated on. This mm-hmm. is it. One, like you said, a catalyst for hotness. I actually fucking love that. I think that's amazing. And you should write it down somewhere and trade it <laughs> because that's I have a lot iconic. of one-liners like that. I that's feel like good. I hear that all the time. Write it down. Write it write down. It down. <laughs> write that shit down. Um, make it into a sticker. I'll put it on my laptop. <laughs> Ooh. I want to design a Red Bull sticker. Do it. I'll get on it. Anyways. So that, mm-hmm. it's also the fact that when someone cheats, the person who cheats on you, I said this in the first episode that mm. I did, the person who cheats on you and the person who cheats with them, mm. those two people are going to get such fucking judgment. People won't respect them. People aren't going to like them. You are, I'm not saying it's good to be a victim, but you just got handed the utmost like, I'm so sorry, you're amazing, you deserve better. Everyone's your hype man, hype woman, hype person, hype fucking... Everyone wants to see you. No one's going to treat you like shit because you got cheated on. Everyone's going to give you all the fucking credit in the world because you clearly deserve it. No one deserves to go through what you went through. And fall in love with yourself. Yeah. I would say also, like, when I've been cheated on in the past, I... So, like, I would be like, okay, like... I just got cheated on that made me feel like fucking shit. And Mm -hmm. I have all this evidence and my relationship is, I mean, I don't know if they broke up with their boyfriend. I sure hope they did, Mm -hmm. but I know sometimes it's complicated. But I've used it as like a, oh, like I'm going to go retail therapy. I'm going to go buy a bunch of outfits that'll make me feel really fucking good about myself. I'm going to take a singing video and post Mm -hmm. it because I like to sing and I know it sounds good. Just things that make me feel good that are almost like a flex on myself and a flex on that person. I'm not going to sit here and lie and pretend like I don't also want to show that person like you're a fucking loser and look what you lost. Just know that you deserve better. Let's say it's the first time something like this has happened to you. Mm. You suddenly are going to learn a bunch of red flags. You're going to learn the way a brain works. You're going to learn the way a manipulative partner works. You're going to learn all of these things that you might have not known. So now the next time you date someone, the cues, the cues are there. So you're not going to necessarily go through it again unless you meet someone that's like totally sociopathic, manipulative in a different way, whatever. But nine out of 10 times, it's going to teach you what you know to avoid for the next time. And just take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourself and know that you can, you can, and you will move on. I know it seems impossible right now, but it absolutely can happen because the way I see it is the right person won't make you feel that type of way and it won't make you, they won't do something to you that you need to write into a fucking Tuesday. Mm. As much as I love my own Tuesday, your future husband, whatever, isn't going to do things to you that you need to vent about anonymously here. Yeah, this is sour tea. Yeah, for sure. It's not your fault. No, it's not your fault at all. There's nothing you could have done. This person would do it to you no matter what. They would do it to the next person or the person before. 
It has nothing to do with you, and that's what you have to know. That was all the tea. That was everything. That was four. Ooh, I'm caffeinated now. You're caffeinated. I'm all teed up. That was like some English breakfast. And it was multifaceted. It was like... Speaking, some happiness. Yeah. Some sadness. You know what? There always needs to be a good balance. Mm. There always, in my opinion, when I do this, I try to keep it balanced because I also like want it to spark something in the people listening where mm. it's keeping them stimulated because they're hearing different yeah. opinions, different topics. Like in a way, I want to say like educating, but like they're learning different right. things about different things and it's not just like a repetition like oh my god everyone's getting cheated on I don't need to listen to the same thing four times hmm, you know I, what I mean like when I was listening to you and Danielle I felt like I learned things from that and then when I uh, was listening to you and Danielle I feel yeah. like I learned things there and I feel like people are definitely part of socializing and you know like that's part of life we just pick up from everybody if we shut our mouths for a minute we uh can learn a lot yeah and uh you know, learn something new and apply it. People are going to learn. They're going to fucking learn every single day, through every experience they have, through every person they meet. If you want to. If you want to, you have to be open to it. And I really hope that this podcast helps people learn things. Not major, not minor, whatever you want it to be. Take what you need. And that's it. That's all we can really hope for. For sure. But your intentions are there and everybody sees that. Thank you. Because this podcast is, it makes a lot of people happy. And I feel like I hope once. So. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you for the support. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Sam literally came with tea. She brought me tea, which is so fucking cute. Mango green tea. And she made me oatmeal raisin cookies, which are going to be fucking amazing. And I can't wait to eat them all and not share them with my roommates. Oh, that's okay. You don't have to share No, throw me. I'm not sharing um, anybody at home. I want, no, don't. <laughs> I want you to, if you want to. Mm-hmm give your like social media because I feel like people oh, sure. are going to want to follow you and see, you know, your vibe, what you're about. If they don't already know you. So plug yourself. Yeah. So, um, my Instagram is Sam Shapiro X. So S A M S H A P I R O X. Um, I think I'm private, but, uh, if you ever wanted to message me, if you wanted to get a little reading or whatever, I highly recommend we can it. Talk. And if you have any questions, we can maybe try to find some answers. Yeah. They're there. It'll make you feel good. Like, low expectations. If you know nothing, go in with low expectations and just let her Mm -hmm. amaze you with her knowledge and with the way her brain works because it's fucking cool. Oh, and I just want to say thank you, Sydney. I feel very um, validated and um, pleased to be able to share something I'm very passionate about. Good. a lot of the time I feel like I go into the world and this isn't the most received thing. So Mm. it means a lot to me that you were very open and just like happy to hear what I had to say. Oh, fuck yeah. That strokes my ego so hard. You have no idea. I'm happy. (laughs) I'm so happy. Well, thank you for everything. And I'll see you later, alligator. See you at some time soon. Sometime soon. Sometime on the stage. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Adios. For listening. (laughs)